Hey everybody, I'm Matt Hill. I'm in the Trace Management Podcast Studio. Uh, my uh, lovely sponsor who gives us this space, and I'm very fortunate to put this together uh, for Oilfield Tailgate, uh, the Talking Energy Show. Just you know, I, w- I want to promote all the sponsors that pitch into Oilfield Tailgate. So that's why I started the Talking Energy Show, and I get to introduce my amazing friends who are in oil and gas and do all the things that you do for our industry. You're vital. And if people don't tell you that enough, thank you for uh, keeping the lights on and uh, making sure human flourishing happens. I'm going to go around the room and introduce yourself. I'm Natalie Boggs, and I'm an oil and gas recruiter with Dalton Boggs and Associates. Uh, We focus all over the country and place everything from technical professionals to executives to accounting and land staff. That's my uh, my business side of it, finding people for people. Man, we need more people than ever before. Always. I'm glad you're doing it. Always. We've always needed people, and now you're, I mean, you're more essential than uh, you probably even, you know, care to think about. Well, thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, buddy. All right. So I'm Christian Kaziris with Osco Controls in Oklahoma City. We're a controls engineering firm that designs uh, control panels for automation and manufacturing. The oil and gas side, we're involved with mostly equipment manufacturers. Only the best. Only the best. And, hey, electronics and automation, I mean, all the – it's fascinating how how our industry has just adopted so much or created technology that the whole world needs now. That's definitely the way things are going, you know, automation across the board. Yeah. So, And then for the symposium, I'm the continuing education chair. Go ahead. Gary Cartwright. I'm a um, owner of HC Evaluations, LLC. Uh, we work on uh, reservoir valuations of oil and gas properties, so value, uh, whether it's for the small operator, for law firms, or whatever. That is what I've been doing. Uh, additionally, I'm an independent investor in oil and gas projects. Uh, one of the things I invest with uh, Rocks Exploration down in Norman and also with um, Occam, which is another company uh, headed up by a friend of mine, Tom Holmes. And um, so some investing that way and uh, lastly I'm a VP of engineering of uh, Renovo oil and gas and um, so just do a variety of things but uh, keep my hand in the business and uh, enjoying what I'm doing these days uh, you're very well known and very well liked across our industry by the way like I was pretty stoked to hear you're coming in here I'm a big fan thank you yeah there you know, this guy's a leader and and everybody you know is always you know like hey you got to meet this guy you were you were on my list, bucket list of bringing people in anyway. That's very kind of you. Man. That and uh, anybody from Rocks too, by the way. One of them has their own little podcast. Is that right? <laughs> check into that. <laughs> yeah, maybe he might uh, give him some more uh, tips because what you do is fascinating. I I mean it's it's amazing. Just reservoir engineering is very cool, and if, you know and and thank you. Companies don't have enough reservoir. I don't know. It's where everything starts, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm always you know I, I want to know more about it. Uh, I need to have more podcasts about reservoir engineering, so you might just end up being like a regular guest in here and bringing your friends in who you think are astounding people. Well, that would be exciting. I'd be looking forward to that. I mean, I I want you to promote everything you do, your company and all the uh, ways to get involved in oil and gas. How do you become an investor in oil and gas projects? You know, there's a lot of people out there who, um, you know, they see the energy um, fluctuations around the, you know, whole world right now. And they are going, hey, we probably need more energy than ever before. There's more and more people about to, you know, become um, energy starved. How can I get involved in oil and gas? 
they may not have the background or technical efficiencies to get involved as a worker, but they might have the you know monetary means to become you know a vital part of that process of you know going out to get something done. So that's that's fascinating. Well, we're all in here today to uh, talk about the SPE Oklahoma City uh, Oil and Gas Symposium coming Excellent. up. That's mm-hmm. exactly what that is. Yeah, I got I got all the it's words right. You got it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, G- it's Gary, fiftieth year. 50 years. Yes. It's a, Man. Yeah. Could you imagine the first person that had to put that together? Do we even know who that is? Do we have a history of like know. the first board? We need to find out. Yeah. Because yeah, I, th- I think this should be leading. It's been around it longer. So. Yeah. A little bit longer than you, right? Yeah. And you didn't say what your actual role is. You no, I'm, I'm, I'm the treasurer for the uh, symposium. The money man. Yeah. Do we have enough money to make it really just an amazing symposium yet? No. Or I think well, we should probably ask for more. Are up, it's always a good thing. So, and. We can ask for a bit more sponsors right here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need big, we wonderful sponsors to make these things happen. We do. We've already got several that have signed up, and uh, so, which is a great place to be this time. I know last, uh, last time we ran this pre-COVID, uh, we, didn't, we had uh, uh, maybe only a third of the sponsors we currently do. So we've started bringing some in, but there's plenty of room for some other folks, and uh, always happy to have everybody join the bandwagon. Now, as treasurer, you see the, all the money coming in. You're just treasurer for just the symposium, correct? That is correct. And all of the money that we uh, collect, you know, that we're all hustling everybody to pitch in. I mean, that all goes toward all of the program. I mean, we're, we're we don't have you know anything left over when we're done, really. We don't. We so some years we make money, some years we don't. It depends on the climate of the industry, as you as you might know. Um, but everything is put to a good intended use. Yes, we cost a lot. Exhibitors who come in, sponsors who come in, they really help fund uh, the presentation of the papers. So the papers, the other events, it's a good gathering of folks. But I learn a lot both from the papers I hear, and I learn even more sometimes from the exhibits and the exhibitors that show up and with the new product, new products that are out there, new techniques, and uh, it's. Like I said, it's a good opportunity to have people come out and share their knowledge. What uh, what are you excited about for this year with the uh, symposium coming up? What do all what do all we have lined up? I'm excited to get to see everybody again that comes in. We always get such a great crowd for it, and we haven't had it for a while, so that'll be fun. Um, and then I'm in charge of the uh, housing, and I'm very excited to be having it at the Omni. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be our first year to have it there. It's a great new facility. It's such a good upgrade. The hotel's attached, which always makes it nicer um really pretty venue and you can they've got a great restaurant bar there so um, it's right by scissor tail park so for people coming in from out of town it's a it's a fun location which will be nice or you know if you're here and want to make a staycation of it at the conference um that's it'll what be a, i agree we yeah make it a staycation uh-huh. for everyone I've, I've done that several times when i've attended um so i think that'll be an exciting new piece of it with this new venue yeah what what about you what do you see uh what do, you, what do you want this to uh, be for everyone? Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I heard that maybe uh, Night Fire Suppression Systems was going to get one of those skids and <laughs> put it down the floor and just start hosing down the whole place with foam. I am positive that Omni is not going to let me have a no. foam party inside oh, that right. building, but maybe by the pool. <laughs> Ooh, I, yeah, I think we should, yeah, shoot for that. There we go. Might be warm enough in April. Yeah. That's fun. So, uh, no, so I'm continuing, Ed. Um, I just want to put a big plug in for our, our courses. We're offering five continuing Ed courses, and they're all excellent i really encourage people to sign up you can do it if you come to the symposium or not but you get a discount uh, the first class is practical python programming for engineers we talk about 
Python and automation and machine learning. Uh, it's a great course taught by Derek and Catherine um, Turk. And then Dr. Rajan Chokes, he's gonna teach a data analytics for artificial lift course, a one day course. Dr. John Lee will be back, the legend, helped the SEC write the rules for reserves. Uh, total, total legend, Dr. John Lee's teaching a basic pressure transient test analysis class. And then Dr. Anand Nagu is gonna teach a multi-phase flow and horizontal wells uh, one day course. <clears throat> and then we're actually bringing in some folks from the uh, University of Oklahoma, the Energy ESG Leadership Certificate Program to teach a course about uh, ESG as well. So I, I'm just, I'm excited about the continuing ed. Uh, like Gary, I'm excited about the, the technical program. The papers are really great this year. And then I'm, like Natalie, I'm excited to see everyone and go out on the expo floor phone party or no phone party yeah well, i'm hoping no phone party i'm hoping uh, everybody you know gets involved and wants to come and learn more about oil and gas i mean we don't we don't uh, you know being involved in the sp you can be in drilling you can be in completions production i mean upstream midstream downstream it's it's all encompassing this conference is for everyone and it's multidisciplinary too It'll be, yeah. you know geologists geophysicists petrophysicists Drilling engineers, completions engineers, production. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm always, you know, trying to tout like, hey guys, you know, if you're just in oil and gas, please come to all of our, you know, besides just symposium, just start coming to all the SPE events and meetings. Start networking. See how there's so many ways to get involved and uh, learn. Okay. You know, I mean, don't don't be a don't be focused on just your little bubble anymore and live in your silo and in your echo chamber break out, find out what's out there and available for you to uh, enjoy. I mean, this is a career that just has no boundaries, really. I mean, there's there's no end to the way oil and gas is involved in everyone's life around the around the world. Yeah. And you can never stop learning. I mean, and if yeah. you think you've learned everything, technology is constantly changing. Um, so no matter your background, it's fun to get to hear what new things are going on. Yeah. Do we have anybody bringing, uh, have you heard of anybody bringing something new to uh, this you know conference? One of the things that one of our exhibitors I've seen, uh, drill to frack, that is something that uh, needs to be emphasized a bit more. Uh, you capture data during the drilling operations, so it's mechanical properties that you start understanding um, of the rock. So what stress does it take to break the rock? How do I equate that to how to position my frack when I go to frack it? So that's it's uh, good to see that new technology showing up. When I think back across my career, which is a long time, um, you know, we didn't have any of that horizontal drilling. We sure didn't. And then when we first had horizontal drilling, we were not fracking it. It was just simple horizontal well. As that technology continues to evolve, as we start drilling more than one lateral out of a vertical section, or as we start doing even longer laterals than we have been, it's, it's just fun to watch that and see what's out there and the companies that come out to exhibit and show us their te new technology, it's, it's, um, it's, it is an eye-opening experience, no matter how many years experience you have. You know, just I'm going to go off in the weeds for just a second. What do you, what do you think about the, the, the longer the lateral, the better, no matter what? Or because you're already in the hole and it's just more cost-effective to keep on drilling? Or do you see like an end to what we're doing with that as a reservoir engineer? Well, it's, it's in my Oh, we'll get in the weeds a little bit. It's a risk-return uh, yeah. issue. Um, sometimes you lose a well because you're in it too long. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's up to the engineers, geologists, land to help understand that management, to understand what that risk is, and uh, try to do a program that's appropriate 
for that risk. That's that's my perception of it. That's a great answer. That's a, that's as political answer as you could possibly give, Gary. Good job. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> you should definitely hire him for all your reservoir engineering questions. <laughs> He'll he will tell you where the uh, where the gold is, and <laughs> you go get it how you see fit. <laughs> that's fun. Um, what about uh, what about reservoir engineering talks? Are you going to give one? I think you should probably, you know. I'm just going to be at the front door. Collecting the money. Collecting money. But, uh, <laughs> You're there networking this time. It's my opportunity to be a fly on the wall and look at things. And yeah, see you don't have to be the boss that day. No. That's pretty good. That's good stuff. You bring people in. And I, I'm in that position now as well. Like it's It's so much fun for me to bring others into the fold now and try to help them in their careers. It's just been a blessing. Like, I've been fortunate. How can I help this guy? Recently, I was helping um, a landman or energy management class at OU learn a little bit more about oil and gas. And um, just taught by a friend of mine, Alan Stacy. And we were doing a little experiment on uh, accelerants and retarders to use in cement when you cement a well. And um, the class is really about how do you – it's to help educate – I'm going to use my hands on me too. But You're good. It's to help – non-engineers, non-geologists understand a little bit more about the nomenclature that goes on in the business. And um, when you hear somebody's going to drop a plug, um, uh, blood preventers, it's to give them some of that insight. So on that particular topic, we're talking about cementing. And so we just came up with a little experiment to do right in front of the students to help them understand a little bit more what, what an accelerant does, what a retarder does in, in cementing operations. Sugar. Those will be some of the people that we invite to come down to the symposium, uh, certainly on the last day. Uh, we did have a, a large luncheon on the last day that we and really opened up for a lot of folks. Um, what are we having for lunch at the symposium? Everybody's going to ask. How good is the food going to be? I mean, and Baker always does a great cook. Yeah, that's uh, what we all worry about. Like, if, if I'm going to spend the money to come down there and put a booth in, like, I love the networking. I love the classes, but really, I'm there for the food. Well, and, and Omni <laughs> is handling all the food because they it's so and they everything mean. I've had on Omni has been good. So yeah, I I don't think we'll be disappointed by the food this year. I mean, I'm gonna promote the Omni. Their sports bar is great. Their yeah. steakhouse is great. I mean, I've had I've had great meals there so far. It's, have, a, it's a great menu. I have faith in the food this year. Faith in the food. higher faith in the food. <laughs> for you, this ought to be like a blast to be at because every single person there is your potential you know, client. Exactly. That's, it's great. And I've, you know, met candidates and companies we've placed for over the years and gotten to be friends with people um, that I've worked with after a medium at the symposium. Um, so it's kind of got the, the full encompassing of getting to know people. What's the uh, sponsorship opportunities look like? Like what's the cost? What do you, what do you, uh, what's a booth cost? Yeah, maybe a thousand. I think a booth is, uh, you know, maybe Shad can come in here. And chime in on that. I think she's got some paperwork she can study. Yeah, she probably brought the paperwork. It's about for a big 20 by 20, eight grand? 2,000 for a 10 by 10. Yeah. And the 20 by 20, which I know you're going to need the big the big booth. I am. Uh, what did you say, 8,000? Mm-hmm. Okay. So all sorts of things. 500 to 5,000. Any, anything on up, we have sponsorships available for, for everything. You can do the bottled water. You can have banners and logos or whatever. And what's it? Does it cost anything to walk in the door? Yeah, it's 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 not free to walk in, but it's well worth your. A lot of, a lot of companies money. do corporate sponsorships. Sure. So your the major EMPs here will just 
do a blanket sponsorship so all their employees can come yep. or whoever is free that day. Um, yeah, please. Devon, Chesapeake, Continental, you know, Ascent, uh, Gulfport, Mock, I mean, on and on and on. Please get involved. Get all of your employees to come down there. Everybody wants to see all the engineers get involved and uh, be part of this. You know, we've, we've really uh, done a great job as an industry here in Oklahoma to have our uh, people and, you know, come and take part in this. So, you know, we, we know that the uh, big, you know, the big operators are always very willing to make sure all their people come down. And the last day um, that Baker Hughes sponsors the lunch, even if you're not attending the conference, you can come to lunch and check out the exhibit hall, which they always do a really good job of. Um, so if you can't make the conference, even though you should, you can at least participate for that one afternoon. And everybody loves a free lunch in the industry. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for one after this. I figure <laughs> you guys might feed me. <laughs> well, um, what about the... Uh, what about the way uh, people get involved? How do they uh, how do they come uh, into this and start uh, being a sponsor or attend? Website? Website's a great way to get involved. Uh, if you talk to anybody on the committee, we can put you in the right direction. Uh, Byron Cottingham has been handling all the sponsorship, so he's a great person to talk to. Uh, Shad has all the information. She's chairing it this year, so she's got all that, and really anybody on the committee is happy to answer questions, uh, but the website's a great place to go. Yeah. What is the website? S-P-O-K-C-O-G-S. S-P, is that it? Dot org. I'm going to put that in the link below. I can't even repeat so, that. S-P-E-O-K-C-O-G-S dot org. I yeah. think we need the chair to officially come yeah. up here. Get in here, okay. Shad. Just, come on. Keeping her hidden back there. Some oh other ways to get there is check our LinkedIn sites. We'll, we'll have something posted up. You know, we've done a really good job. We've brought our uh, social media right to the top of you know everybody's feeds i think mm-hmm. it's, yeah with, with a little help from some friends like you you've uh, gotten us uh, where we need to be on well when i started coming to spe there was no social media and it, and it annoyed me because <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't find how to get to anything or where it was at hey scoot real close to this microphone all right people want to see you and wave at the camera and then tell everybody who you are I'm Shad Tarar. Um, I work for Devon Energy in the Delaware Business Unit, um, and this year My co-sponsors. I am the. Uh, that's nice. Um, and this year, I'm the symposium uh, chair. Well, thank you for doing that. I mean, you you just stepped right in and volunteered. You weren't even voluntold. You just volunteered. You're always like a leader, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank she's you. she's always rolling up her sleeves and getting involved somehow. It's impressive. I appreciate that. You're in, you're in, be the mayor of the oil field someday. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's good for us. That's good for all of us here in town. <laughs> Every time we see you, we all like, smile and go, thank goodness she's here taking care of us. Yeah. And remember the little people. Yeah, right. What What are you excited about uh, for the symposium? You've been uh, spearheading this whole deal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many things. Like Gary mentioned earlier, it's going to be our 50th anniversary, and so we've added more events than ever. Um, so, you know, we used to have a panel discussion, a three hour long panel discussion. This year we decided to split it up into two panel discussions. Um, one will be focused on mergers and acquisitions outlook. Oh, we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have executives from Devon Energy, Diamondback, ConocoPhillips, Guggenheim. So it's going to be a really great discussion. Um, and then we also have a completions and technology innovation panel um, where we're going to have a lot of great executives from operators. Um, I'll let Kyle talk a little bit more about that. He'll probably be coming later on. 
Um, let's see, we also added a uh, Women's Energy Network event. Um, so it's gonna be co-hosted, which we've never done before within the symposium. It's gonna be a breakfast. Um, and we have one of the executives, Deb, from uh, SMP Global. So it's gonna be a really great discussion. Uh, what else am I excited for? Can you tell I'm excited for everything? I know. That's uh, why. Yeah, that's why you're yeah, in here. I knew yeah, you'd bring. Right, I knew yeah, you'd bring yeah. the energy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, we're gonna have two happy hours this year. Uh, we usually have an exhibit happy hour, so the happy hours on the exhibit floor, to where people are able to network with other industry professionals and take a deeper dive into all the exhibits. You know, outside of the normal hours. That's very important. The, I mean, yeah. I've sat in my exhibits before, and I'm. You know, you do spend a lot of money to be there. And you really, you know, you've done a really good job of making sure that everybody's going to be walking through those exhibits. So if you're yeah. if you're pitching in your money to be a sponsor and you have an exhibit there, I mean, you, you will get your time in front of customers. That's right, yeah, because all of our uh, panels are, how, are hosted within the exhibit floor in the back area. And so we try to give as much exposure as possible to our exhibitors because the symposium wouldn't be possible without them. I mean, it just wouldn't function right. I mean. You know, so um, so we will have the exhibit happy hour. And one thing really cool we added is uh, Mark LaCour with um, Oil & Gas Network. He hosts the Oil & Gas This Week podcast. He will be hosting yeah. a live podcast there. I, know. I love that guy. Have, yeah, he's so good. So if you haven't watched or listened good. to his podcast yet. <laughs> no, Matt, but. Mark, you're all right. I mean, I have, Mark, I'm competitive. I do have more followers. <laughs> <laughs> you're both amazing. Yes, you're both amazing. So, um yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. I'll probably sit in there with him a couple times. He'll probably, be so. he'll probably beg me to come in there. But you know <laughs> yeah. me. I'm going to have my microphone stuck in people's faces at their booths because I really want to. Uh, and we love that. I know. We it's fine. I like, to, I like to get in there and find out, like, hey, vendor, you know, why are you here? What do you got? You know, right. Show the world. Get a little commercial out there for yourself. Yeah. Put them on the spot. Make <laughs> them feel comfortable with how amazing their product is. Like reservoir engineering, Absolutely. what do you use a lot of? Uh, you know, your vendors, you know, are probably like software, right? You have to deep dive. You know, what, what's your favorite right now that you're using when you go? Well, out I don't want to count any favorites, but uh, there's there's several that I use. It's either software I use or it's data sources. So yeah. uh, between those two, that's usually where reservoir engineer spends most of their time. Sometimes log analysis would be a, a third category. Um, I don't want to pigeonhole myself too much as a reservoir engineer. I, I do. You should. Like other things, but anyway. <laughs> and one thing we didn't mention, Shad, this is actually her second time to uh, chair this almost back-to-back. -back. We, we, the COVID did not take off. Yeah. Um, so it, it, was, it was going well, but we elected not to do that. But yeah. so the, the one that Shad did before, that was very excellent. And mm -hmm. new venue, new locations, lots of new um, groups we're bringing into it. It's, um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we weren't going to, like, let her leave that position. <laughs> no. <laughs> no such luck. It's yeah. fine. And it's easy whenever you have such wonderful committee members uh, that are doing great work. They, they make being chair very easy. And, we're hey, by the way, if everybody doesn't know the little tricks on LinkedIn, I'll, I'll teach you some stuff right here right now. When you go to the SPE uh, LinkedIn page and you go to the events, well, you can click on attend the SPE, you know, Oklahoma City Symposium. And once you click attend, you can start inviting all of your own contacts. It's really simple. So please help us spread the word. And, and the fun thing is you can filter it. So you can go just to Oklahoma City or just to Only Gas. And then you can scroll down all the way to the bottom of your friends. And you can click one button and click all of them at once. You can invite 1,000 people per week to an event that you like. That's pretty neat. We can spread the word really quickly amongst our 
industry connections on, hey, this is something that we feel is important that you attend or sponsor, and please help us out by, you know, everybody can do that, not just the, you know, people in charge of the uh, event. Yeah, absolutely. There's a trick for you guys. Maybe we can link all of the pages, the appropriate pages, like our website and our LinkedIn page, all in the in the notes of this. Video. We will. Yeah, we'll, I'll have all that stuff uh, right below this uh, post. When I uh, hopefully get this out on Monday, we'll see everybody. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a holiday season. Things get busy. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I might be running to Midland with a fire suppression system on Monday. I never know. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I hope you didn't hear him earlier. He was trying to get me to make a phone party at the pool at the Omni. I did hear that. I did hear that. <laughs> Have you ever been to a phone party? I have not. Me neither. Okay. I, I, don't know, I don't know if we want to make the symposium the first one, uh, but, you know. Just, I just I, want everybody to know that, you know, everything we do in fire suppression, all those, you know, ingredients in our fire foam are made from oil and gas. And it's always fascinating that I, and I you know, I went, I was, I was fortunate that uh, you guys might follow uh, J.P. Warren. He has the connection crew and he does the kids crew. So he brought uh, everyone together at the uh, science museum that has a great exhibit there. And everybody got to, like, teach a little bit of STEM, you know, science experiments to children. And so it was fun to teach them, like, well, if a fire occurs, and they wouldn't let me, of course, start a fire in the science museum. But I got to do a little bit of, you know, water, you know, things. And I was like, this fire foam is made possible by oil and gas products, The you know, the all the ingredients in this. So I can put out an oil and gas fire with oil and gas. It just blows, you know, it still blows me away. Everything we do. So thank goodness we're all together doing, you know, this work. And and this is symposium vital to our industry to keep getting people together and showing new technologies, new data, new ways to do our work or just continuing education in uh, what we've done, you know, forever that just works. Right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. very critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing in uh, Devon right now that you you love and you're excited about? Oh my gosh! They I... keep moving you up. They're grooming <laughs> you to be the boss. No, uh, no, I love it all. I um, actually was in business development, working on mergers and acquisitions for three years, and so I moved back into a business unit um, around July of this year, and it's just been incredible. Um, the Delaware is an outstanding basin. It's it just it's the gift that keeps on giving um, with every single zone that we appraise and develop, and so. You know, it's very exciting looking at the um, subsurface and uh, and coming up with the development plans. Well, we're yeah. big. We're we're all. Everyone's a big fan of Devon. I mean, really, you know, I, I can't think of an operator here we're we're not a fan of, and all the people and all the buildings. But it's it's neat to see how, how well we all mingle. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, here, I'm Oklahoma raised. Fam- we actually have family that came up on the land run, so we've been here a while. <laughs> A lot of oil in the family. I mean, yeah, somehow you just feel homey when I'm near you. Maybe it's those. Uh, she, yeah, I know. I, oh, I wish oh, you could see shoes. the yeah. Christmas I'm not sure shoes. I want to do a leg kick. High. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Her. Her. Oh, wow. So fun, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, see, this this got to be a fun show. We want we want people to tune back in next time and and have you guys in over and over again. You you are a welcome guest anytime you like. Thank you. All, all the stuff you're doing is fascinating. You, Shad, I'm questionable on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, so, don't blame me. You know, our, our um, website designer is here in the room, and I wonder if he might like to. Yeah, come please. Up yeah, I, I, about, I want everybody. If if you if you show up, I want to. Hey, Gary, God bless you. Thank you. Come back anytime. I just sit here and I just mind my own business. 
Come, come, scoot over close to me. Musical look at, chairs. Look yeah, how right. good you look, man. You are, you are sharp looking today. Scoot, scoot way up. And uh, Gary's very uh, safe. He, he has no COVID. You can talk right in that microphone. I don't have to wipe it down. Nothing. Yeah. Now everybody can have a whiskey in the background if they like and, and watch this shenanigans go on. Very nice. Um, I, I always make everybody introduce themselves and what you what you're up to right now. Yep. So my name is T.J. Pohl. I'm a reservoir engineer with Devon Energy. Um, I do more on the finance side. I'm only I'm the re- only reservoir engineer under finance. So everybody looks at me like, are you really a reservoir? <laughs> but um, I get the fun job of telling people how much money they have every year. So that's so, good. So I just have to have a good personality, else they won't answer my phone call. And he does an incredible job. <laughs> an incredible job. Yeah, you you would have to if you're in charge of any kind of money over there. They're all in line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been very fun. What's your uh, background? Where'd you uh, grow up? So I actually grew up in Trinidad and Tobago. So, beautiful, yep. beautiful place. I went to the greatest college in the United States, Texas A&M mm-hmm. University, and then I somehow stumbled along to... Oh, we'll pray for you on that. <laughs> you believe know, that. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. Needs all the prayers. So, you know, we'll it, shake that out of you here. There's <laughs> enough Texas and Oklahoma. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I have a tailgate party every home game in Norman, and we accept everybody. <laughs> nice. <you know. laughs> all times. Yeah. You're welcome to come in, wear whatever colors you like. It's, you know, it's really just an excuse used to have all my friends you know hang out we don't really even care if there's a football game going on nice. in town yeah nice. we're just like hey let's get together and uh, celebrate what you do the maroon kind of blends in with the crimson so right i could get goodbye you know you know it's funny uh, trinidad there's a lot of oil and gas activity down there did you know about oil and gas when you grew up yep. so my dad was a geophysicist wow and he worked for bp for a long time and i got to travel a little bit with him lived in london for a while did some stuff and I didn't really like rocks as much, so I kind of focused more on the engineering side and kind of stumbled along. I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, to kind of travel and do all that stuff, too. So I, I was heavily involved in that internet as well. Man, thank you for doing that. And then uh, and then she drug you into being part of the... Uh, she kind of did. <laughs> she, she, I, I don't even know how it happened. Uh, volu- have to recruit good talent. Yeah. Volunteering is her, you yeah. know, forte. <laughs> yeah. Second time around, we've been doing this one. And, and, and what's your position on the uh, SPE side of things? So, so I'm only focused on the symposium, yep. and I just do the media and the website. So anything that has to do with the website, like doing the online store, getting any kind of media together, that's kind of my forte. Thank you for doing that. It's a lot. I know because I do a lot of social media and a lot of you know all the Internet of things. So what you're doing, we can't have this without you. Appreciate that. I mean, it's it's tough. Is it easy for people right now to get online now and uh, get signed up? Is, is everything ready to go? It's ready to go. We've actually had some people come online and buy some sponsorships and buy some booths. So if you're ready to buy a booth, you can go on there and buy it right now. And you can actually purchase tickets for training as well as to go on the conference floor. Yeah, and hey, anyone watching, by the way, if there's a sponsorship that you know we haven't thought of that we could add to this to make it better to where you can be involved, let us know, you know. Please comment. Please email everybody in this room. You know, we we, we don't want to miss out on anybody wanting to be part of this. There's, you know, there's always stuff that we're like, oh, man, we could have had a, you know, a, a ride share sponsor, you know, whatever it is. You know, we don't we don't want to miss out on any opportunity for, you know, this uh, industry to get together. We don't want just people in Oklahoma City. We want, you know, the entire globe, you know, to come in, fly in, you know, enjoy our city. We we uh, we are proud of uh, what we do and proud of our uh, industry and definitely proud of uh, this symposium. Yeah, 
we have the Monday night reception, which is a welcome reception for all of our guests out of town or from Oklahoma. Um, and it's a great way to get together and just, you know, have a drink and um, some appetizers and get ready for the symposium the next day. It's at the Petroleum Club. Um, Phil Owen plans it, and it's a wonderful event every single year. I love Phil. Yep. He, yeah, he he's been in here a couple times because he so he he does so many events. I'm like, you're somebody to aspire to. I always have like I'm no, chasing his up? coattails. It's like I have FOMO, so I'm obviously like Phil. If you have anything going on, I want to be part of it. That's right. right? Good. Yeah, have you guys done the the pairing, the liquor pairing? Oh, absolutely. Steakhouse, it's yeah. amazing. So the yeah. last one they did in Rome, and it was actually really good. So I won't miss the next one. Well, there's another way to get involved. If you uh, if you haven't signed up yet, and you're, all you're going to do is attend, do us a favor: buy yourself a ticket and buy one more person a ticket. You know, put it on your company's card. They won't notice. <laughs> it's a networking event then. <laughs> it it, it oil, oils up right now, right? Yeah. Anybody have any predictions what oil will be? Uh, by the, you know, in one month from now, you know, the last day of December, what will it be at? And then what do you think it'll be at next year, last day of December? Come on, throw one out there. So if you're asking a reservoir engineer, yes, that's always it. Of course, be very I'll pessimistic, yep. right? Yeah. So, right? So, you know, everything's in the... And why And why is that? Because I do have lots of friends that are reservoir engineers. Why, <laughs> why do you guys lean toward, no, it's going to be way down? Well, it's, it's, is it so you can go out and buy cheap reservoirs that, from other people? That helps, but it's you're always throwing out false <laughs> information. <laughs> but it's always it's always easy to temper the expectations. I mean, you are you are the counterbalance to geologists. Okay. We're always optimistic, and and we want optimistic ge geologists, right? So so we're always that counterbalance, and and we always want to make sure that we have goals that we can actually hit as well too. So so not to, not to overstep ourselves. Gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he, once again, I throw out a question that you both you reservoir engineers, like he gives me a grayish, you know, answer that like that's not an answer. That's a great answer, but it's not an answer. And yours is the same. Good. What's up, buddy? Introduce yourself to everybody. Kyle Hospite. Kyle, you better come in here and eat that microphone too. Kyle Hospite, I manage the Devon Energy Ventures team. So we're looking at venture capital investments along with new energy investments. Decarb new energy sources that align with our skill sets. It's pretty amazing what's going on in our industry now. That that is uh, something that all the investors are you know kind of requiring you know in their bucket list of like hey if I'm going to invest in a company, I want somebody who's going to protect our uh, resources and value our uh, you know this is for everyone. Absolutely, yeah, and and it's a nice duo to have those two buckets because a lot of the innovation is coming through startups, so we get exposure to that in the venture capital side and we learn how to apply it to the bigger picture physical investments like carbon capture utilization sequestration and geothermal and blue hydrogen those things have real potential but there's some technological breakthroughs that need to occur to make them competitive yeah we uh you know and i i just uh, finished uh, alex Ep epstein's uh, newest book you know I, I and i got to meet him in person finally the other day but you look like a kid on Christmas morning. I, I was so excited. <laughs> I never, I've, I don't think I've ever fanboyed out before. And he, and he loved, he definitely ribbed me for it. He's like, we've, you know, you just, uh, you just went all out, didn't you? I was like, I, I got giddy. You have to, you have to, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's fun to find people outside of our industry that actually, you know, believe in us and what we do. Think about things logically, like the fossil future, right? It's all of the above. We talk about the transition, but. I always encourage people to go look at the last 200 years of energy consumption and tell me which energy source has ever been phased out, including wood. Mm -hmm. Zero. Zero. Yep. They're all up and to the right. As we grow and consume more energy, that 
allows for prosperity, we need to add to that, including oil and gas. But we haven't had a chance because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, political ups and downs or, you know, phones coming on. The, uh, you know, Alex talked about in his book, but for the most part, a lot of technologies and energies, we haven't spent a lot of time on yet. We don't have those, you know, processes to bring them up to where we can use them as an energy source as efficiently as we know how to use oil and gas. Not saying it won't happen, but what you're doing is fascinating. The fact that, okay, well now we are, we are giving the time and the resources into the R and D to see if this is a viable future for energy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't see how we achieve a lower carbon future without oil and gas being at the center of it. So much of it requires wells to be drilled, whether you're sequestering CO2 or you're extracting lower carbon natural gas solutions, you need the expertise that oil and gas has from subsurface characterization to the execution of drilling and completing wells. And for me, I've always felt that we're the most, um, oh, the best stewards for our resources. We, we know financially that any waste whatsoever is, you know, I mean, financially that's, you know, not where we want to be as an industry ever. So, protecting our environment just goes hand in hand with protecting our finances. You know, it just, why would we want to let methane escape when we know that that's a, you know, a product that we could capture and utilize. So, you know, we're, we're, we were ESG before there was ESG. Absolutely. Yeah. You look at the methane abatement cost curves and there's a bunch of them that sit on the bottom left that are negative. They, they add value to our companies by capturing the product that we're spending millions of dollars of capital to go produce. And when we go and produce these wells, we're still only capturing, what, 10% probably of the resources downhole? Liquid-wise, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's where another area where we're all focused on, like, hey, investors, if you're pitching in money right now, if you want to be part of Devon or Continental or, you know, wh- whatever opportunities out there rocks, you know, there's there's ample opportunity to invest in technologies that will bring up more of those resources where we don't have to drill more wells and we can capture more you know, carbon if that's what you're after. Absolutely. And these ideas and investment opportunities are not mutually exclusive. Nope. The, the U in CCUS, one of the main uses is EUR. Let's capture the CO2, whether it's from a super emitter or other opportunities, put it down hole, swell the oil, and produce more resource with the same footprint we've already established in pre-existing wells. Well, gl- globally, I've never seen a, a more uh, scary time, you know, that people want to shut down, you know, their their best energy resource. And America is, you know, USA is poised to, you know, deliver um, liberty-giving, you know, energy that, you know, other people don't want anyone to have. So this is why I think this symposium is so vital. You know, please, you know, be part of it just so we can network and continue our, you know, education. Bring, and bringing young people in, you know, you you are recruiting now, and you see how hard it is to you know get people wanting to be involved. Because even my own son, I remember, you know, not too long ago, I, he's seen all this stuff that I do, and he's I've talked to him about oil and gas. He is, do you really think oil and gas will be around? You know, why why should I get involved? I mean, it's terrifying that even our own children, and you know, from this room. You know, they, they've been told by enough people where they question that. Yeah, yeah it's, and I think a lot of it's on us, and Alex does a nice job of helping educate us on how to educate others. Yeah. Right. We enable the transition, and the transition is not even the right word. It's the addition. That's what our addition. You know, I like that, the addition. There will be new energy sources, and we should support them and try to enable them. 
it doesn't mean that if we add another energy source, that oil and gas is going to go away. Consumption has gone up and to the right since we started consuming energy, and it's going to keep going that way. There's yeah. a lot of developing countries uh, that need affordable, reliable energy to prosper. Uh, it's right here in our own backyard. I mean, we have you know thousands of uh, homeless and needy. I was at the uh, Wolfwood Christian Fellowship meeting yesterday, and the uh, the program director and uh, and uh, leader of that uh, city rescue mission, she gave you know her. Uh, man, I get choked up thinking about it, but she gave her uh, uh, presentation on what they do there, and all the people in Oklahoma City that are just left behind because of I mean simple things like. If we don't produce this energy, there's people that don't have affordable energy and they're left in the dust. They're left in the street. It's, it's, I can pay my, I can pay my electricity bill or I can pay my rent and they, you know, don't want to have their children burdened by being freezing cold in their house. So they'll pay their electricity bill and they get evicted and they're on the street. I mean, it's, it all is so tied together. So, you know, I, I honestly just think that everybody in this room is, you know, part of something that just, it has to be. You know, it's it's hero time in our industry. Thankfully, we're we're behind in the right ways relative to Europe. We don't have to make all of the same mistakes that they're they're making and have made. Uh, I think we can see what happens when you try to force a transition too quickly or an addition too quickly. You know, countries that probably shouldn't be installing large amounts of solar installed large large amounts of solar, and they decommissioned base load reliable energy sources to do that. And once they were cut off from Russia gas. You saw what happened to even the wealthy, the upper middle class. They started to have to make those either-or decisions, rent or electricity. Or maybe it's not as extreme as that. Maybe it's uh, eat out or go on that vacation or pay electricity. And now you start to see the impact it has to the broader economy when you start removing those dollars from other segments. Yeah, none, none of that has to be either. That's that's the that's what rubs me raw on all of this is we can go out right now. We have the ability, all of us, to go drill more wells. We have the ability to produce them. We have the ability to build pipelines. We can start building uh, all the facilities here in the United States to get our energy out to not only ourselves but other countries who need it without all this stuff. And and there's politicians that are probably – they probably do know better, but it's more of a power grab and a money shift than it really is. Like they believe in some something different. I just I, – I, it's hard for me to – really think that they don't know that oil and gas is probably the best way to, you know, keep us running. So I get, I get really irritated and probably not allowed in Washington. It might spread gravel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, get back to the symposium. Chad, I want you to uh, yeah. finish this out. Please tell us uh, okay. anything we might forget. Okay. I guess one when, very when is the thing. When is it? It's April. Let's okay. see. April 17th to 21st is the entire duration um, of the symposium, including our welcome reception and our technical courses that happen on the Thursday and Friday after the symposium. Something to mention, like based on this conversation that we're having right now, our keynote luncheon speaker is Scott Tinker, really big energy advocate. He actually has a really good TED Talk um, on the dual challenge, energy and environment, just like we're talking about right now. He also has a uh, documentary called Switch. And he has Energy Switch, which is a show on PBS. Um, really great for all of us to get educated on those types of like documentaries. And he's just a really great energy advocate, um, similar to Alex. And so we're really excited to have him. And if you're passionate about this type of um, conversation and, and energy independence and um, you know low affordable energy for all, um, then you should definitely attend the keynote luncheon, which is happening on that Tuesday. Um, I think the April 18th. 
Man, that's exciting. Yeah. Thank, thank each and every one of you for what you do. Thank you for coming in here. Uh, you guys are always uh, wanted, welcome, and uh, needed. <coughs> Excuse me, needed in here. So uh, come back, be my co-host anytime. We'll talk about this more. Let's do it. Take care. God bless everybody. Bye-bye.